Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Zone, the podcast where we talk all about MLW and the news and notes from around it. Hi, guys, I'm Declan, or Mallards Y, or Pretty Happy Mallards Fan on Instagram. Um, it's good to be back here. Um, good to have another MLW guest on. Today, we have a special MLW guest. Um, this one, um, you may know him as the uh, um, Pipe It Up podcast uh, host. His name is Drew Davis. Um, he is the 2019 Silver Slugger. Um, I would also list some other um, things that he has done, but I don't want to be mean. Um, so, Drew, um, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm pretty good. I, 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 I'll just explain what just happened. We had already started filming, and just had some complications, including me spilling my protein shake all over myself. So, we're starting over. Yeah, um, in classic Drew Davis fashion, he's spilling a protein shake all over himself. But um, anyway, um, so Drew, um, it's good to have you on. Um, so I just wanted to um, ask you my first question here. Uh, how did you get into the league um, of MLW, uh, and uh, what kind of transpired with your roster that year? Yeah, so, um, you know, I uh, I... Basically, uh, I was about to go try out for the spring travel team, and before then, um, one of our family friends had just come over, and they were talking. We were playing wiffle ball, and they were talking to me like, "Hey, have you seen uh, this wiffle ball league in Brighton, the city we lived in?" And I was like, "No, I haven't." And he said, "You should definitely check it out," um, and I did. And so I was looking at some of the players and stuff, and I recognized their names just from playing them or playing against them. In my travel baseball, so and I knew I was about to go try out for this team, so I went there and started talking to them, like Dan, Clayton, um, all the big names, and hey, I'd be really interested in doing this with you guys, um, everything like that. And he was like, yeah, and we became pretty good friends. And Dan invited me over to his house one time, probably just you know to be friends, but also to get to know me better. Like I was the new kid on the team. It was me and Andy. Um, we were the new kids on the block. And so I went over there, and we connected pretty well. We played NCA 14 over a bunch. Um, Kyle came. Kyle came down. We talked to him, and then I met him and Tommy, and we just played like uh, basement baseball, which is the game they created. And we all got along pretty well. So and I told him I want to be a part of it, and they knew I they knew I did. So and they knew I had a pretty good baseball background. So um, Kyle said, "Hey, you want to have a team?" And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be sweet." So. Um, and I, I didn't really pick Casey and Zach. I actually didn't really know them that well. So they kind of picked Casey and Zach with, along with Dan. They picked them to be on my team, and I got to know them better. And, yeah, I remember uh, Kyle uh, saying to me, hey, send a couple of videos in the 26th for the Cobra's promo bid. I was like, okay. So I sent it up. Uh, I, sent, I sent it to him, and uh, it wasn't a problem because I was out there pitching like an hour a day summer it was crazy just i was practicing my pitches i made like a tutorial at one point that i put on youtube but it's it's since been deleted it was pretty it was pretty embarrassing it was pretty bad um but yeah it's basically my team was assembled and the first game i figured no hair but uh fielder's choice a lot of running could come into score that was the, the hardest thing i remember is trying to find control um like your first like, it, I walked the first three batters, probably without maybe throwing like one strike. It was really hard to just find that zone. Um, but you get, you get acclimated to it. And I remember, I think it was like our second series, I played Kyle, and I had three bombs off him in one inning. One, one with another. <clears> cheated. It was, it was not illegal at the time. It, mm-hmm. it was made illegal yeah. afterwards. It was mm-hmm. con- controversial, but. I, I didn't, I didn't commit a crime. I didn't commit a crime, but I, I did. okay. Here, here's the thing. I, um, I, I, so, officer, I did not commit this crime because 20 days ago, this was not in the, um, the law enforcement. I don't know where I'm going with this, Drew. Sorry, go back to whatever you were talking about. No, you're good. No, I, well, so I told him like that. I was like, dude, I just bought this bat. He goes, uh, you should check me first. I don't know if it's going to be legal or not. I was like, okay. Well, I'll bring it. So I bring it over, and he's like, uh, okay. And I didn't try it out, and then um, I wanted to use it, so I picked it up, and I was like, hey, I think I said, like, hey, can I use it? He's like, yeah, sure. First pitch, literally barely swung, barely touched it, and it went 
Java a lot. And, and as I'm riding the bases, he just turns around and goes, yeah, that's illegal. And I'm like, God. Are you serious? No, because the way Kyle phrases it, it's different. That's classic what Kyle. What Kyle No, on the – um. So most of the time it's uh, just on Pipe It Up, but like I I remember hearing this story on Pipe It Up. It was like Kyle was talking about how like um, since you spent so much money on it, he didn't want to like have you bring it, and then it was like illegal. And then he was like, um, I don't know, it was some Kyle Schultz story. And then I did not know that he actually told you, oh, that's illegal, because oh you know. yeah, like after I hit the home run, I was I was like drowning second base. And, and, I mean, probably didn't say that's illegal. He probably said something, yeah, he said something along the lines, just like, yeah, we're banning that or something like that. And I was like, yep. And I just laughed and run bases. But I, the next at bat, I used the regulation bat and hit two more homers off him. So that's whatever. Yeah. Uh, if, it didn't really matter. If you guys have never seen uh, the bat that Drew is talking about, look up 2016 Cobras versus Wildcats. This thing is massive. It's like it's, it's a pretty popular it's, bat. It's called the GTSOH. Oh wait, you brought that bat? Yes. Oh my god, some Palisades mis- mixing in there. I love to see it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I love yeah. to see it. Um, uh, honestly, if if they get bigger fan, if they get um more spaced fences at the meadows, I think we should start using those. Um, and get a bigger strike zone too. Strike zone is way too small. Um, but I, I did not know that uh, you actually brought the GTSOH bat. Um, yes, that is that, was the bat. that is a bat that I've actually been looking um to get for a while now. That thing can hit absolute it nukes. Slips. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to like hit my house with it. So um, yeah. you know. Uh, but um, you know, um, during. Uh, quarantine and these and the winter I cannot go on to my wiffle ball field right now so what I've been doing is I've brought a wiffle ball bat into my house and I've been hitting snowball so like there's these cotton things that are pretty popular around where I live there's like they're like bags of 10 and they look like a snowball when they're really just like a bunch of cotton fur balls so I just like kind of hit them around sometimes um I mean, it's a good quarantine and slash it's winter experience because my field is um, either A, soaked with snow, or it is way too cold out. So Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you know, I think the Cobras are... Um, uh, the 2016 year was actually pretty good, and um, you obviously ended up winning 2016 Rookie of the Year. Um, and something that I love about the Cobras, in your first four years of existence... You had the three. You had three rookies of the year. Um, you in 2016, Andy in 2017, and Sean in 2019. That's actually a pretty yeah. cool stat. Um, the Cobras yeah. know how to get it done. Um, but um, so you guys had a pretty good record. You guys were the three seed. You guys end up winning a game in the postseason against the Wildcats. Yeah, I'm still a little butthurt about the playoffs. Mm. Um, we uh, we had won that game and. It was, so we scheduled a we scheduled it on a day I had football practice and so we won the first game. So I if you would notice, like that series was not filmed in one day. Wow. So that series was filmed the first game was filmed. We won. I had to go, you can see me like after that game sprint off the field. Like I did not saw I guys sprinted off the field. My mom was here to pick me up. So I went straight to football and we filmed the next game like a couple days later and then we lost two in a row. And I was so mad because, like, our momentum was gone. Like, yeah, I don't know who knows what could have happened if we filmed it all that same day. Me, me and my broken arm just grinding it out. <laughs> yeah, so um, that that's actually probably a pretty popular question. There's been a couple of broken arms in the Colts field era where a lot of guys have actually um, played through with them. Um, the most popular one is probably Chad Rensey um, back in 2013. Um, I think Jack Chevalier had one too, but that entire Cardinals roster had like broken bones everywhere. I mean, pretty crazy, but so you basically carried the Cobras with a broken arm. Um, well, actually Zach was pretty good. Um, but so, uh, I don't know. Do you want to go into detail how you broke the arm? Oh, it's a pretty simple story. Um, I was at football. We were doing one-on-ones. It was the first week of pads. 
I uh, went up for a ball with a with I forget if I was playing receiver or defensive back, but we went up for a ball. Um, he kind he was bigger than me, so he kind of like knocked me a little bit. And when I came down, I just landed straight on my arm and uh, broke it. Pretty simple story. Yeah, I've had a few uh, Drew Davis questions on the uh, on the uh, questions from the pond that I do every single Friday. Um, this okay. this week, I actually had the uh, technically cheated um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. quiz one, and a, a, a few weeks ago, I actually had um, this player played um, twenty sixteen with a broken arm. Um, pretty pretty cool. Um, Ready to start, um, but. In 2017, you have probably one of the weirdest years that we will ever see in MLW. Um, you guys, the word for it. yeah, uh, you guys had a four and eleven record, um, which yeah. is tied for, with the Seahawks for the worst record that year. Um, uh, you had a pretty bad year. Um, I will always remember these words from the notorious Ben Schaefer, um, who said. I don't think the Cobras are going to win the World Series because this is the same team that won that blew a twelve nothing lead, which is some famous words before some. Uh, was this that year or was this now? No, this was twenty. This was so he made a World Series predictions, and I remember it because it was because I actually um, screen recorded it and put it up on my page. And um, oh, Ben Schaefer, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm thinking of the wrong Ben. I'm thinking of the wrong Ben. Yeah, ben yeah, Holler. I I remember watching this video. You're right. I, I know. I remember this video. Um, yeah, and it it was um it's it's so ruthless to Drew. Um but you guys have a really, really good postseason. That's mostly thanks to uh the additions of Jack Krause and Mitch Marvin. Um you have I, Go ahead. I, I just remember before the uh I remember the last year of the season I it, it might have been an interview. But um, I, I just remember telling the camera, um, like, wow, this someone's, I think it was a Kai, I was like, how do you feel going to the postseason? And I said the words, I'm going to throw five no-hitters. <laughs> okay, you threw a perfect game in your own respect, though. I, actually, I threw two, I threw two no-hitters. I think I almost threw, I threw a one-hitter. So I was close. No, uh, fun fact, you actually not only shut out the Wildcats, um, in both games, he threw a perfect game, and then Kyle got the first. It was either the first base runner of the series, or it, it was definitely the first hit and only hit. Um, and Kyle, of course, in Kyle fashion, making up uh, stuff about a speed limit and how Drew was throwing over it. But that that was not the case. Um, the Wildcats were just not on. Um, so um, pretty pretty good um, surge in the postseason. And then you run into a 2-0 lead, um, you know, uh, against the Mallards. Uh, so at that point, you are already up 2-0. And from what I hear was a pretty quick um, two games. You guys just took them pretty quickly. Um, so how were you feeling when you were up 2-0? Did you feel like... Um, the, I mean, did you feel like you were going to win the World Series? Um, no, I don't think it was. I, I definitely didn't feel like it was a guarantee. And that's why, I, like, um, so when Jack Krause went into pitch the third game, oh my I God. was, like, and me and Andy were kind of against it. Um, and Jack and Mitch and Zach and were like, you know, we're up two games. Like, come on. Like, Jack did pretty good against the Eagles. Like, What's the worst thing that can happen? I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, guys. I think I should just like, hey, I think I should just go back in. And he was like, sure, go and do this. And um, finally, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, no, like nothing bad, nothing that bad can happen. And I don't really think that's like the reason we lost the World Series because like that's only one game that we lost. He didn't, he, like, he just walked people. But I mean, I didn't do great that game either when I came back in. So. Um, we lost that game pretty bad. But the worst thing about it is, like, well, so we filmed all those in one day. We, this, that was the last year we did it. So when you, when you got to, like, game five, you had been out there for, like, three hours. And it was just, in, like, in the blazing sun. So I remember I was exhausted. I think Tommy was, too. And also the ball. Um, it's like, no, like, I hate pitching 
I really will try to, to pitch, uh, I will like, almost refuse to pitch game threes now in regular season. That's why I, 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 you'll see most teams, they pitch their best pitcher game one and game three. And for the most part, I always pitch games one and two. Um, and teams tend to like just follow my lead when I do that, like when they play us, because they don't want to like put their second pitcher up against me. Um, but the reason I do that is because when you get to the third game, the ball is so battered and um, dust-filled, and um, it, it just doesn't move the same as like a fresh enough ball. It almost moves like a new ball. So the movement's much different, and I can't really throw new balls either. So I do a tear. I, I I don't like throwing old balls like that. So. We only used one ball the whole World Series. So you got to, like, games four and five, and the ball was just, like, so battered. It was so hard to do a lot with it. And I think you can probably, like, I don't, you, I don't know, because I haven't gone back and, like, analyzed it, but you probably can, like, could, like, go back and just see, like, the movement on my pitches and my control is just so much worse in games four and five just because, like, it's so much harder to pitch with a ball that's been used for three games, four games, five games. Um... So I mean, but it's not like it, it's not like just an excuse for me because both teams have to fight through it. I just wasn't able to like find an answer for it. Yeah, um, you know the ball does get pretty worn out over time, um, and I think that's like the worst. Um, I think that's like one of the Drew Davis downfalls. Your pitches look absolutely disgusting in game one. Usually, um, honestly, there should be like a rule where you can ask for like two balls, um, two newly scuffed balls or something like that, like the MLB or something. Um, that'd be kind of a cool uh, implement for sure um, when there's too much dirt, but this time there's not enough, like, scuff. Um, so it's kind of like the other way around. Um, but so you end up doing the uh, the thing we're not going to mention here because um, just not going to go into that. Um, but the next year... You come out and you beat the defending World Series champions um, in a series. Um, granted, they lost McPeak, but you guys were really, really good um, in that yeah. matter series. Um, you guys had, I think, your whole roster, um, Hopman coming off injury. Um, so how was uh, 20, 2018 opening day, and why did it just feel so good to uh, win against the Mallards? Um, it felt pretty good. I, um, the only thing that, I don't remember, there's only very few specific memories I remember from not even just that series, but from the entire 2018 season. It's not, like, for some reason, it's like the most forgotten season I've ever had. It's just because it was so lackluster. Um, it never felt like, you know, we were going to be that great. I mean, except for after that series. Like, after that series, we had high hopes, but then after that, things just never really seemed to go our way. Everyone kind of had an off-season. Um, I remember the, that series against the Mallards. I did walk the first couple batters, and I was just trying to get used to the distance because I was, you know, that was the first. And I showed up, I think I showed up, like, right before game time, so I got no warm-up pitches. Um, and I hadn't really practiced in the off-season, the distance. So I just kind of showed up, and we were all pretty, like, the Cobras were all pretty, like, loosey-goosey. We weren't really, um, we didn't care that much. And I just kind of went out there, was trying to hit the strikes at him. And Andy ended up hitting a big home run. And then Tom had a walk-off, I think, against me in game two. So I think we almost, like, we would have swept them, except for that walk-off. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, after that series, it felt really good to knock them off since they were, you know, considered the best team. Um, but it's just from like what I remember that season, just like it was so weird. There were so many times where we only had two players, or we only had three players, and just we never really had our roster. Um, but yeah, it's, that season was uh, probably my least favorite season at MLW. Yeah, but you guys did get off to a five and one start, um, but that was quickly yeah. stomped out um, by the Eagles. Uh, after Drew Davis talked a big game pregame, he's like, um, you know, not much is going to, you know, be taken to uh, um, beat the Eagles today because it's the Eagles, something like that, um, which you can't blame him because they just lost Cratch. But uh, 
I guess Daniel was uh, just on that day. Um, and so going into your next one, um, you have uh, oh, and you literally obliterated the Seahawks. I I don't think that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that I've ever seen that much dominance um, in a wiffle ball series. Yeah. It's the Seahawks, but I mean, you guys just killed them. It wasn't even it was close. Almost, it was almost boring, honestly. Oh well, no, because Dinger's left you and right. That they just didn't really want to play anymore. Right? That was not. Like, that was, it's kind of good that they kind of got out of the way. Like I miss every single one of the players on that team as a person, but just, like as a team, you could tell it wasn't really what they wanted to do. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, 2018, you end up, uh, you know, doing the classic. Uh, Classic um, elimination of the Predators, um, which every Predators fan still hate and wants oh, yeah. to punch their screen every time they see that. Um, I, I don't think I'll ever forget, nor anybody else, when Jack Krause just ran to the camera and uh, just talked about Daniel Schultz's shadow, um, which is hilarious. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the 2018 postseason was a roller coaster. Um, you guys were actually pretty good um, against the Wildcats. It's just. It's Kyle Schultz. What are, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I think I remember, I think that was the year he hit, like, five grand slams. He was nuts. He was in, he hit so many grand slams. I know he hit one against me in that playoff series. And just, like, it felt, it felt like I couldn't pitch to him. I, I've never really had that much trouble seeing Kyle's pitches. But that day, it felt, I couldn't get anything by him on the mound. It was crazy. He just hit, he hit everything. Yeah, and uh, obviously you had um, a pretty um, a pretty good comeback, um, even though Kyle and Tommy continuously continuously bashed you about your new roster. You proved everybody wrong. Um, you traded away away Andy Durand for Brendan Schultz, um, and then you oh no yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's something something along the lines of that. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, um, actually. I guess it would kind of trade, but it's actually not, not even what happened. Like, I, I guess that is what happened. Now that I'm thinking about it, it makes much more sense, but that's not like Andy was on the Eagles long before Brenda was on my team. Like, Andy wanted to leave, and so we traded him. Me and I know the, they can't see me on camera, but in quotations, we traded him to the Eagles. We traded him for pretty much nothing. But I didn't really have a recon roster, so um, because they had all uh, Kraus, Mitch, and Zach had all left. Um, and I talk, we were talking about the season. They're like, "Yeah, we're probably not going to be able to play because you know we got to get ready for baseball and stuff like that." And I was like, "Okay, I get it." Can't be screwing so, up the swing. Was, huh? Can't be screwing up screwing up the swing. Yeah. Yeah, well, because they were about to go. Well, it wasn't so much that they just didn't have time. They were about they um, like all three of them were about to go play. This was 2018. Like, so they couldn't play. Yeah, they couldn't play 2019 because they were all about to go to college baseball the next year. So they were all playing like pretty high level travel teams. They were going every weekend and stuff. So that's why they couldn't play. So I didn't have a team, and I knew Sean from my class. I knew he was like the same similar, uh, situation as me in high school. Like, he had gotten cut from the baseball team. So uh, you know, I, and I gotten along pretty. I had gotten along pretty well with him, so I asked him to come to my team, and I was kind of looking for other people, and I was talking with Connor, and he's like, yeah, Brennan's, like, the Eagles, like, released him, so, like, he, he kind of, like, got released by the Eagles, and then I picked him up. It wasn't so much like a trade Andy for Brendan, from what I remember. It was more like I, Andy left, went to the Eagles, and then we picked up Brendan, and then... Um, just going into the season, it was kind of just us three. Oh, we had Abster, like, too. And we had another kid that he never played a game, and his jersey actually got given to uh, Flynn's brother, twin brother, Joey. So when Joey played, he wore his jersey. Okay, this is actually something I wanted to bring up. A kid in the comments of the, I think it was your Predator series, um, Joey's first appearance, um, he said that um, Joey was wearing Michael Stahelski's um, uh, jersey, and I actually looked it up on League Lineup, and there actually was a person listed, um, and it was, I think, it, okay, the name was pronounced different. 
I can't remember the exact first name, um, but somebody in the comments thought that um, it was Michael Stahelski's jersey, and he was supposed to play for the Cobras, but I was like, that that's not true. No, so yeah, his name is Luke Steslicki, um, and he was going to come, but then he just said he never really could come, so um, we just kind of like moved, moved different ways with him, and then we gave his jersey to Joey and Sirovac, had a lot of stuff going on, but I mean, the one series he came, I think he did pretty good like, on the mound. So, but for the most part, yeah, it was just me, Brendan, and Joe, or Sean, and then Joey joined us for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, we did pretty well. Like Sean did really well, um, and I, I just remember I hit extremely well that year. Um, I was kind of on the mound battling injury all year. I had a baseball injury on my arm, so that did, definitely didn't help me. It just I was so uncomfortable throwing all the time, and I remember. Um, before my playoff series, I actually just gotten. So I was going to do this. I was doing this thing twice a week when, uh, at physical therapy. It's kind of like acupuncture where they were just sticking needles into my elbow so that I could get so that I could get blood flow to the tendons in my elbow because it needed to heal. Um, and I had just come from that. That series was played like ten thirty in the morning. That um, playoff series, and I had just come from getting needled, and so. It just like was like I just had this inkling that it just wasn't gonna be like a good day, and um, like I wanted everything to go well, and we just like couldn't get it done. Yeah, so um, you know, you had a pretty good 2019 year. Um, I would say that was probably your most consistent year, um, as the Cobras organization. Um, and uh, so going into 2020, uh. You uh, you did trade your draft pick. Um, it was going to be Chris Cheatham, um, and obviously you said that notorious line that Brendan Zerlag always likes to bring up. Um, but you know, I, I I honestly I can't figure out a reason why people are you know dissing you so much. Honestly, it it was like you had your roster set. It, you didn't need like another another guy. Like it, it in my opinion, it wasn't your fault. Because Sean was a pretty good pitcher, he had shown that little the last year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so that was like the main reason I did. I traded it is because, um, um, sorry, I just got a text. Anyways, um, Sean, like in the 2019 series or in the season, like he did very good. He showed a lot of promise. The way he like the way his pitches were moving. You just look at the movement on his pitch. Like, obviously, his control was pretty bad, but that with any first year pitcher. I mean, that's obvious. Like, you're going to have control issues. His movement was really good, especially on his slider, and I was trying to teach him how to develop that drop, and he threw it a couple times in the in the season, and you can see it, and, like, he does a really good job with it. So, going into the 2020 season, and he said he, and he was, like, he was practicing and stuff like that. Um, I was pretty confident with him, and just, I had my eyes on one. I never, so I didn't go to the Whiffle in the Mitten tournament 2019. I didn't, the Winter League, I was playing on a team that was separate. So one of the MLW teams was Dan, Tommy, Kyle, and Alec, I think. And then I was on a team with Josh Lucier and Mr. Schultz. The GOAT. <laughs> so, huh? The GOAT. Mr. Schultz. Yes. And so we actually never played. I, my team never played the Trenton team or... Nork's team. The Trent team had Jorgy, Chadwick, Chris, and, and Trevor. Um, Trevor and um, Cheetah. Yep. So I never got to play them. I was always playing at the same time they were playing. And um, like that scouting video like they have when I like, dressed up as a scout, I would just like, he, I'd be, he'd be like, cut the troop upstairs, we're going to take a quick, quick video of you like scouting. So I would do that, and I'd go back down and play. So I never really got to, like, see Chris. Um, and the only guy I had my eye, like, I had seen actually play, I had saw I had seen the, the, the Livonia team, which was Norp and Sailor, and I really liked Sailor. And so I actually almost, it was it was pretty close to going down where Kyle traded me his pick. It was going to be Joey Flynn and my pick for Kyle's pick, and I was going to draft wow. Sailor. Wow. It was like when I say like it was close to going down, 
it was to the point where Kyle's like, okay, I'm pretty sure I want to do this. And then he pulled the plug. And he was like, um, I actually want to go with my draft pick. Like, I want to see what Sailor can do. So I was like, okay. So then I tried trading with the Diamondbacks, my pick, and, um, and Joey Flynn so that I could go above him and pick Sailor up too. And that didn't work. So I tried. So I, I like, I'd never seen Chris play that much. So I, was, so I was never really saying Chris was a bad player. I just never really seen him in person. And I want to draft a kid, especially with a kid, um, like, I had never met him before, so I didn't have any idea how he would mess with our team. Um, and it's actually, honestly, probably good. Like, he's with the Gators. I think, like, he's not a bad person at all by any means. Just his personality is a little bit more, um, I think, like, laid back. And he has a little bit more of a chill vibe to him. Kind of quiet. Think, like, the, I think the craziness and energy of our team would have, like, <laughs> like overwhelmed him. I don't think, like, he would have liked it on our team, honestly. So it's probably a good thing. And, when people like say that it came back to uh, it came back to bite me, um, I just kind of tell them or like remind them that you can't say that until the end of this upcoming year because um, we made that trade for like this upcoming year. So like I'm not really mad that mad about it at all because I'm really excited for who our first pick is. Um, I can't like disclose that information right now, but if I mean if we were to win the World Series this year, which kind of is the like it's kind of the world series or bust for us um we've been to you know the lcs multiple times so we don't care about getting to that anymore we want to win the world series um and so if we win the world series i, I don't think it's very you can't like, that that would like be the end of people saying like it backfired because it didn't uh, as long as like we succeed in what we're trying to do i think you can't really say that it backfired um so hopefully that's what we can do this year yeah, and I think, uh, you know, I don't think it's necessarily World Series championship or bust. I think it's AL pennant or, be- or bust. I think you guys can definitely win it. Um, I A lot of people are saying that the Cobras are going to miss out on the playoffs. I was just listening to a podcast where Jason was on. He said the Cobras were going to miss the playoffs. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If the Gators can turn their franchise around with a couple of players... The Cobras can sure as heck do it with a number one draft pick that I know you're very high on, Drew. Yeah, I think I think like it's a like weird to say because it sounds like a kind of a cop out excuse. I'm definitely not saying it's like the full reason for our results last year, but I do think a lot of what happened to us last year was just really bad luck. Like, um, just for me, it felt like I was making pretty good contact with the ball. And I don't think my strikeout rate, rates were that high. Uh, just a lot of times I was hitting the ball. It was just I was popping it up or I was grounding out. And so I don't feel like we were like a bad hitting team. We just never could put runs on the board. Like we just we, we left so many runners on base. And I think if we just had like a few more timely hits, like I think our record would have been a lot better. Um, so, you know... I think next year, just getting that piece that we really need, which is like that second pitcher, I think that's just going to kind of enhance everything on our team. I think that's going to be the final, it really is the final piece of the puzzle. Like everything, all, all stress of like worrying about who's going to be the second pitcher or, you know, if Drew does bad, it's a bust. Um, like if I can't produce um, in a game as a pitcher, it's kind of, it was kind of like last year, like if that happens, we're about to lose all three. Like, there's no way we can even win a game, which was very stressful. And I think having, like, a second pitcher who can bring to the table. And, like, even Sean, like, I think Sean's someone you can, like, throw in there if something, like, were to happen. Just, like, like there are there were flashes of it last year. Like, he has good pitches and stuff. He just couldn't, he couldn't control it. So, um, I think getting that second piece is really going to help us. And, uh, I really like for me to me and you know we've talked about it with with uh, it may seem unrealistic but our our team kind of uh, goal next year it's not even like a goal like it, it for us it may not look that way for like fans but for our team it is World Series or bust you know we've been to the World Series and we've lost um, and to me it's like to me I look at it as like if you make the World Series and you lose, it doesn't do anything for you. It just gets you a worse draft pick. To me, 
to me, like the pride. There, there, like sometimes you know you'll see like trash talk between Ryan and Alec against me, and to me, like the way I look at it, I look at that as like we have the same draft or I we have a better draft pick, and the same result happened last year. Neither of us won the World Series. Like yeah, you guys made the playoffs, but that just got us a better draft pick. So to me, the way I look at it, it's like at this point, like I can see if I was like the Diamondbacks, you know, like it, and that's not a hit against them because. Their like their production has gone so far up. Like they have really high hopes, but you know they haven't like accomplished. Like they haven't gone to the World Series. They haven't like a lot. They haven't won the pennant. So for them, you know, their next goal might be let's make it to the World Series. But for us, it's let's win the World. Like it, it's never we've never had a discussion on our team where it's let's just get to the World Series. It's always been let's win the World Series. Yeah, and there's. I, let me tell you, there's not a single person in MLW more than than you that I want to see a ring on the finger of finally, because you deserve it, bro. Like, um, all the bash, all the bashing everybody does on you, um, you just finally deserve a ring. I mean, um, the the rosters you've put together, uh, the people you've cycled through, um, it's a crazy number how many Cobras have actually not only played, but have actually been on the roster. You do some digging, like, oh, my God. There is yeah. – oh, let me tell you, 2018, you might think, oh, nobody was brought in then. Let me tell you, I cannot remember this kid's name because he was never mentioned yeah. again. <laughs> this kid w- went to the Wildcat series, and he, he – honestly, he kind of looked like Mitch Marvin. Honestly, I thought it was Mitch Marvin's clone. He was one of their friends, yeah. Yeah. He was in our friend group, and I texted, I texted in our group chat with 30 kids in it, because I got a text from, I think, someone couldn't show up. I got a text, so I texted in our group chat with 30 kids. I said, who wants to come play with ball today? <laughs> I have an extra blue shirt in my car. <laughs> and he, he responded, so I was like, uh, come on. But yeah, honestly, like, in terms of the hate and stuff and the, and the bashing, like, it's gotten to a point, um, like at first, it was really hard to deal with, just as a, like, because I was kind of like a kid, and I'm like a little bit older now. I'm 19, um, so I've gotten a lot more mature. And and just talking with Kyle and becoming a bigger part of the league, it's gotten to the point where it, it really is like that's my job to be that person. I think like a lot of kids, like <laughs> they think um, the person they see on camera and the person they see like in interviews and stuff is like who I am but I think like you can probably attest to this like you've seen me outside the, the league and you've seen me like at tournaments and I'm not like I don't think I like act at all like I do um in MLW like I do at tournaments like I think I'm a lot more laid back like I'm not as like obnoxious and arrogant because I'm really not like an arrogant person um but it's kind of become like a persona like I, I always call it the Crash Davis persona um and it's like it's just something that I kind of have to like get into before like I just embrace that you know like when I I like it's almost like a like it's almost um, it's not like an addiction so I'm not addicted to it <laughs> but like when people when I see people hating on me now it's just kind of like I like it I'm just like okay I continue doing it like whatever you you're, I just let it I just let it blow past me like I don't pay attention to it at all I used to be obsessed with like paying attention to it. like I would like try to respond to every person um that was like hating on me and now it's just like I don't care enough <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense so and I know that people don't know that's like who I actually am and I can understand why people who especially like young kids can could like think that that's who I am all the time but I just know that that's, that's not my personality and that's just kind of like a, a fake like that's a persona i put on for the league um so it doesn't bother me anymore yeah um i will say this honestly i I know a lot of people think that you're tall like on the videos oh my i just okay you are really really tall in real life like seriously you are pretty tall like i thought kyle was small on on video he's actually taller than i thought he was but like like you're pretty tall like the videos do not express like um like how tall these players are. Like I'm sure Ryan is actually pretty tall, but on camera he doesn't look as tall. So the camera is, yeah, you know, just not a right depiction. Yeah. I think Ryan's probably 
know. I, I actually grew like a little bit this summer anyways, but um, in terms of like, yeah, I would say I'm pretty tall in terms of like everyone in the league. I think Agner's taller than me, Russell's taller than me, but yeah, no, I, I'm pretty tall, which is actually funny because I'm the tallest person in my family. Like my dad and my brother are both shorter than me. So I guess I just got like a draw. <laughs> yeah, um, and so uh, actually going into my uh, next topic is just kind of um, some other MLW stuff, like talking about your administration things. Um, you know, uh, first off, um, you know, I did rank you as a top five pitcher of all time, um, and I... I think I think you deserve it. Now I've I got a little bit of criticism for putting Drew at five. Honestly, I don't see who else could be five. Like you've been you've had pretty good pitching seasons, um, and you've been pretty consistent um, from 2016 to uh, 2020. Um, and I just honestly the next in line to win Cy Young is going to be you. If it's I mean it maybe one of the Gators pitchers, but eh, I don't know. I think you could probably win Cy Young next year if if the Cobras actually, um, you know, live up to all the hype um, yeah. that they're getting. I think a, I think a big part of that is like I think um, like coming in coming into the league the first kind of like two two years, uh, I think it had a helpful with how I, how well I did um, was just my role or what I considered my role on the team was the pitcher. Um, I kind of went in like I don't care if I hit well, I don't care if I hit bad, like it's it's whatever. Um, and then kind of I think it, I think things shifted. Probably 2018, just that was when things kind of started falling apart. Like kids weren't showing up and stuff. I felt like I had, had a bigger role like on hitting and stuff like that. And then 2019, definitely like especially with my arm injury, it was like if I can't get things done in the mound, I need to produce runs. And that carried on, like that mindset kind of carried on to last year. And I don't think I needed it because we have we had a good supporting cast. But I think next year with this kid, because this kid I'm drafting, he's not only really great suck number two, he's got a great bat. So I think next year I just kind of had to let go of that. Like I have, I have to go back to seeing my role as I'm the pitcher. I don't like I don't care if I hit well. I need to I need to throw a perfect game every time I'm on the mound. Yeah, and I, I've, I've actually, um, so, uh, getting into, uh, honestly, what you just described is probably uh, what I've heard, um, over this past week, um, of, uh, what the White Sox did. They signed the, uh, um, best relief pitcher in the game, Liam Hendricks, to a three-year deal, um, basically a four-year deal that guarantees him $54 million, but you just talked about how it's the confidence I actually watched a lot of reports. He said that, you know, he sucked. Like, let's just admit it. He was terrible. Um, He was god-awful until 2019. And that's because every time he was saying to himself, I need to do good, or, like, you know, um, if I don't, like, he said that every time he let up a hit, he always put that on himself, and because of that, it was just wearing him down. So, like, I think that's a good mindset to go into – um, about this season because you know you can't just keep blaming everything on yourself and if you if you do like overcome it um like your your pitches are pretty much filthy um your slide um your um i think slide drop um i actually that's actually my main pitch that i use in wiffle ball um so props that's to you pitch. yeah um and uh you know um i think the cobras can definitely uh probably win another um, AL pennant, but again, I think World Series is definitely a good one. I actually, in my World Series um, rankings for the next three years, I actually have you guys over the D-backs um, in 2021. Yeah, um, I think I think it's, I think it can happen, but I think one question that is on everybody's mind is, if this number one draft pick is everything that you think he's going to be if he pitches better than you, um, these first couple series, are you willing to kind of step aside from being the uh, ace of the Cobras and kind of letting this kid, you know, be the ace and you can just be the uh, the number two? One hundred percent, yes. I I'll tell you something I never appreciated until I think twenty nineteen was like the first time I appreciated it. 
playing the field is so much fun. I've had discussions with, like, I had a discussion with this about Agner. I literally told him, I said, I'm ready to not be the ace of this team. Like, I am so ready to just, like, to, to, like, be a pitcher, but, and I'm, like, I'm fine with being, like, I don't mind being the ace at all. Like, I like it, but at the same time, playing the field is so much more fun, and I think I'm, like, better at it. Like, I think I'm just a good fielder. Um, and so if, if the kid, if the draft pick comes up and he shows that he's better than me, like, I am perfectly fine with being, like, here's the reins of the team, take it. Like, I'm still going to be, obviously, the manager and stuff like that, but in terms of pitching, like, if he, if he shows out, it'll definitely be an easy decision, like, hey, here you go. Yeah, I think you're probably, so you just won the gold glove. Um, obviously, you've seen a ton of my, um, memes I've put out uh, of Drew Davis um, thanking Pablo Sanchez for his award. Um, I also put out something called going on... Yep, and Ham Porter. You put an asterisk um, by that. Um, And I also put out going undercover, um, something something along those lines. Um, Because, honestly, I think that... You you honestly rocked that outfit, man. I mean, um, you know, Tommy was all dressed up. You come to the microphone, you're like, Hello? How's it going? I'm Drew. Thanks for uh, uh, voting me. Um, I'd like to thank my athletic influences. Honestly, I want to make that speech um, at my graduation. I want to say this goes out to Drew Davis. No. But, um, yeah. uh, So, Drew, uh, you know, another another one that I have, um, another question here. Um, So, obviously... Um, you've been helping out with MLW uh, tremendously. I'd say it started back in 2019. You know, um, you were there for um, a lot of the series, um, even 2018 a little bit. Um, you know, uh, you've had some pretty good, um, you know, most dedication. You won most dedication before, um, but I guess so. You started the Pipe It Up podcast with Ryan, and that's just kind of transitioned into years. Um, so how has it been um, running the Pipe It Up podcast? Freaking stressful as all get out. Um, my computer went papooey on me about, uh, I don't know, a couple, couple weeks ago in, during the school semester. And that has put a damper. It was so easy to do because I could record. And it would take me... When I was recording with people in studio, it took me 10 minutes to edit. When I was recording with people over phone, it took an hour to edit. Isn't that uh, bad? Huh? Isn't that bad, I'd assume. It, it's, not, it's not that bad. It was just um, trying to make sure the volume of each person at different times was the same so that I wasn't louder than other people. And it was also because... A lot of times, I'd like when I would have fan questions, I would have like three fan questions, and I would have to do all their audios too. And like syncing all those audios um, was a little rough, but uh, um, now I just have my phone, so I have to record all on my phone. I do it during Anchor, and I'll call into people, and they'll call in over Anchor, um, and so that means like I can't edit. And also, like, it also took time because on the old, on the old podcast, people would drop things that I wasn't allowed to, to release, so I had to go oh. find it. And so I had to like, go listen throughout the, out the podcast, like, see, like, oh, where did they say this? And then I'd have to delete it and then make sure it was, like, a smooth transition. So, um, but now I can't, like, really do that. It's really hard to do that over Anchor and just using my phone with no computer. So I'll tell you why. It's been, it's been a little rough, but... Like, the Jack, I, I didn't listen back to the Jack Egner one, so you can tell me if it sounded bad or not, but that one, like, editing that on my phone was the hardest thing ever. Yeah, um, that that one, uh, I did listen to the Jack one. Okay, although it was pretty rough, uh, it, was, it wasn't, it was you know, top of the notch. I will say, the interview with, um, Michael. Michael. Michael, yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael, uh, that one was actually pretty good. It was edited um, pretty good. Um, I think the Jack one, it was just a mix of the wrong storm. You guys' audio was just mixed up and all that. Um, anyway, Drew is uh, flexing his uh, AirPods Pro right now. Um, 
and uh, so uh, so obviously the pipe it up has been um, you know uh, I there's a Cobras fan page it's not Cobras Y that's my good buddy but um, there's another Cobras fan page um, and he posted a photo of Adam Zerlag on the ground laid out and it said when the pod yeah. has not been uploaded for I think it was like two weeks or something like that um, but you know we all I, we obviously got the reason um, you know I know uh, your anchor uh, I know uh, your computer situations were really difficult um, you know yeah so that that time it actually wasn't my computer that time I was it was I was had finals for college and I did not it was my first time taking finals I did not realize the time consumption that those took and I was literally probably I think during finals the first like the two weeks of finals I was going to bed at three in the morning every morning trying to do homework and stuff wow. it was pretty bad yeah um i know the school grind uh is terrible um i actually have a three-day weekend so um bless me um but um yeah uh so drew um a quick recap um so uh going to illinois um and meeting all of you guys i i cannot stress this enough to all of you guys if you guys are ever like um, worried about um, meeting MLW in real life. It's just like I was a little worried because, like, um, you know, uh, like these these are guys that I've been watching for like a while. So it's like, um, you know, they're YouTubers. So like, uh, first off, they have like a crap ton of subs. Um, but like, I cannot stress enough. You guys were so nice to me. Um, and, uh, it was really awesome. I'm hoping that I can come with my team, um, next year. Um, but, you know, Kyle walked up to me and he greeted me. Um, Drew, uh, I asked for a signature from you and, um, you did that. Um, and, uh, it was just really awesome meeting all you guys. Um, and, uh, definitely a good experience. I'll tell you though, there's one, thing I learned from that tournament and that is that, I have to really limit how many kids I throw to. Because oh <laughs> there were kids coming up like, hey, can I face you? Can I face you? Can I face you? And I was like, yeah. And so I was throwing to, I don't know if you witnessed it or if you participated, I threw to so many kids. And then I threw in a couple of our games. And the day after the tournament, my arm was absolutely fried. Because I was chucking gas. Because I would like, a lot, of the, a lot of the younger kids would be like, do you want me to like, like I can go, like I'd throw it and they'd be like, "That's not how you pitch. Like throw your hardest." And I'm like, "Okay." So I was just chucking gas, and my arm was fried. I don't know why these kids want to see. I mean, did they know that this kid has been playing wiffle ball for like five years? I mean, come on. I I sure hope they weren't saying that to Kyle or Daniel. I guess for that reason, but because um, that's a whole different they, that's a whole different story. Like I, I want to see a kid like. Um, see a knuckle drop in the batter's box, yeah. and like their their um their bat probably falls off. Um, for, they're probably in shock so much that their jaw just drops. But because that thing is disgusting, like that. I mean, I would say, I would say that is the one edge I have over both Kyle and uh, Dan. At least when we go to kind of like. When we go to our like um, tournaments where the mounds move back and there's no speed limit, is I do throw uh, a little bit harder than both of them. Yeah, so um, you know there is no speed limit at the tournament, so I imagine that you guys are just you know pumping gas the whole time. Um, but uh, the games that I did see, you guys pretty much um, blew them out. I think you had a homer in the game that I watched, but I can't remember. Um, uh, I did. The I, I, only reason I remember this is because we were playing this team and one of them had a sister in the stands. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. And I hit the home run. Oh, my God. And I felt good about myself after that. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm I'm not surprised that you're mentioning this um, because uh, Jonah, um, that that was that was the best podcast I've ever listened to, uh, quite honestly, of anything. <laughs> Drew, Drew was scouting the local talent in Jonah's um, – Jonah's really deep voice, uh, oh, you know. Don't get, uh, Jonah was doing as much scouting as <laughs> I was trusting. 
Yeah, um, you guys are both, uh, you guys were both clowning that episode, uh, but the best part, the best part is, um, the Jimmy episode, uh, that you guys did, um, like a month, uh, two months ago or something like that, um, one month, two months, three months, I don't know, um, but it was, it was just hilarious how, um, he was talking about how you met Ben Wilson, um, that was just a funny experience. It was, yeah. I mean, you're walking up I to this kid. Everyone blew that out of proportion. <laughs> ben didn't care, honestly. At least from what I saw, Ben like he was laughing when I, when I said it, and I laughed as soon as I like right after I said it. I even started like laughing because everyone knew it was a joke. Like Kyle thought it was like too mean, and I was like, I've had a lot worse things said to me on this field than he just got said to. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, uh, you also had to be bleeped out. I imagine. Okay, here's the thing. This is not the first time somebody's had to be bleeped out in an ML, in a MLW video. I, I'm a hundred percent sure of it. Is that correct? Oh yeah. Yeah, I imagine Kyle's even swore on camera. We've just never heard it. Um, oh, actually, Jack had an, a situation where he actually had an f bomb um, during batting practice during an interview, um, like a few years back, and I remember it because a fan commented and he said, um, "Skip to like five 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 four um um I think it was like five forty or something like that, and then I all I hear is just like Jack's dropping an f bomb and Kyle doesn't edit it out because it's during an interview with Dan. Um, that's it was just um and uh, you know nobody's perfect though so you know what can you do? Um, no temper, tempers get pretty high at, at the series so. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think that's about about wrapping it up. Um, you know, uh, Drew, is there anything you want to close with? Um, or anything? I mean, maybe, to the, maybe to, like, the tournaments. You know, once we get back up and running, I, kind of, I, like, I encourage all of you to come to our tournaments. Like, it really is a lot of fun, I think. I, like, I think that's the one thing kind of we pride ourselves on as MLW is we just try to make – these tournaments the most fun for for kids as possible we try to talk to everybody obviously you know we won't know if we've gotten to you so i think that's like what decimo was saying if you want to come talk to us like come up to us and if like i'll tell like i can guarantee you if we're not directly doing something at the moment like sometimes kyle will be like taking uh short shirt orders or something like that but even when kyle's filming he'll talk to you um, and the rest of us are the same way. Like, if you want to come up to us, like, I, we encourage that. So don't be afraid. Like, it, we're really not, like, we're, we, this is exactly how I'll act again in tournament. Like, it's not that much different. Um, like, we're really laid-back people. Um, so if you come to our tournament, which I encourage you doing, they're a ton of fun. At least I think they are. Um, that, I guess that's also one thing. Try to have fun at tournaments. Like, don't, like, get caught up on winning or losing because – that really isn't the most important. I know it seems like the most important part, like when you're when you're young and stuff. But um, just like try to have fun, like hanging out with us and hanging out with the kid, like meeting new people. That really is like what they're there for. Yeah. Um. I actually, uh, the signatures. Uh, this is Drew's signature that I'm holding up right now. Um, How does it look? It's, uh, it's actually kind of um worn. This is oh, um. Dang. Yeah, and it's pretty. Uh, it's bad. it's. I got bad it's no, it's 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 an okay signature. I, I I think. Okay, the reason why Jimmy has the worst one is because he put it on directly onto the bottom of the wiffle ball. Um, all right, let me see. Let me see mine. Let me see mine. All right. Um, I think that's it. Oh, that's terrible! I did you so dirty with that. Hey, this was during batting practice. I walked up to you during batting practice. I think I tried. I, okay, sometimes okay. I will admit. Hold up, wait. I do, like, every time someone comes up, I do try a different signature just to see, because I haven't found mine yet. Like, Kyle knows his. Kyle has his signature. I haven't found it yet, so I, I do, like, a different signature every time. <laughs> yeah, um, and, uh, I think that's, like, the best thing, um, about, uh, about meeting them. It's, like, all these signatures, like, Daniel has, like, the smallest signature ever, his... Um, those ones, Brendan actually signed it with a broken, or, uh, however he dislocated. Yeah, Schultz, yeah. yeah. 
actually, I'm gonna um, actually stop the. All right, guys, we reached our maximum um, for anchor right now, but uh, we're back. Um, but anyway, going back on to our um, segment there about signatures, um, Brendan actually signed it um, with uh, his dislocated or broken arm. Um, however, uh, whatever happened, um, and I actually asked him um, if he could, um, and I was like, you know, I know you got a dislocated or broken arm, um, and this was before the video came out, actually. So I did not know that he actually broke it um, during wiffle ball, or uh, again, it was dislocated, broken, <laughs> anything like that. Um, but uh, that that um, pretty good. Jonah actually. Okay, everyone put their number on here for some reason. Is that like uh, just MLW thing or what is that? Um, the only reason I put my number on there is just in case I know like my handwriting is so bad. Um, I don't like I want people to if they, like, they were to go back and look at it. I want them to remember like which one is mine. Like I want them to be like okay I, if they like or if they want to be like oh I forget where Drew signed. I want them to be like oh number two found it. That's the only reason why I do, at least. Yeah, it's e it's definitely easier to find. Like, um, I think Jonah's was the most confusing because he is because um he never had his jersey, but when we went, he had his jersey. Um, it was I, I I'm pretty sure he had his D backs jersey at the tournament, but I don't um to that point he never had his jersey on camera, so like nobody really knew what his number was. Um, but uh. Yeah, um, again, the Slugfest, really, really fun, um, and uh, Drew, I, I know a lot of Cobras fans listen to this podcast because a lot of them reach out to me. Uh, that's because there's a whole slew of Cobra fans. Um, you know, I, I think it's just because your team is so fun. To, I think I think a, a new watcher either um, follows the World Series champion or I think they just go to the Cobras. I think it's simple as that. Um, so yeah, we do add a lot of fire and stuff to the to the videos. I think that's like one of the things we like to do. Yeah. So, is there anything that you want to say to Cobra Nation? You know, what are you looking forward to um, in the future? Um, I would just say don't waver. I think this year, I think last year we had a lot of stress and there was a lot of like just pressure on us to do well. So I think this year. It's just we're gonna be a, so much more fun to watch. Like we're coming out there, like not giving a care in the world what people people think about our team. So like if you're a Cobra fan, you're gonna love that or be kind of like, I mean, I guess if you're a Cobra fan and you're and you want us to tone it down, then don't be a Cobra fan because we're not gonna do it. And that's just who we are. And if you can't, that's just that's not that's not the kind of team you want to follow. Then I'm sorry, but we're not gonna change our ways. I mean that's that's I'm I mean that's speaking from the heart. I mean uh, I think I think the same way about the Mallards. Um, for some reason there was a decrease in popularity this year um, with with our team. Uh, that's disappointing because uh, we were the least watched team in all of MLW, which uh, sucks. But I think it's just like, it's it's very it's honestly like very luck based. Like I can't remember who the top. If you play in an opening day game, you're pretty much automatically going to be oh, in yeah. the top. Like yeah. of those teams because those get so many views um if you're like yeah honestly like like a lot of the series like i bet if you go back and you watch like the cobra magic if you look at the numbers in the cobra magic series it probably has, doesn't have that as many views as, as other series like the cobra's diamondback series has a ton of views but i think the cobra's magic series was a lot more interesting people just like as the season goes on they stop watching just how it goes yeah, um, my brother is laughing his head off for some reason. Um, but um, so I think okay, here here's a common misconception. The common misconception is that I'm just uh, like a biased Mallards fan. Literally, this is not even a biased Mal uh, fan page for the Mallards. Quite honestly, like I think Drew can even attest to that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I put out rankings, um, and like if I if I was biased, then I would not be congratulate then like. I would not be, like, showing, like... Chris Cheatham was, like, ranked, like, four or five in players from 2020 for me. So I don't really know how that's, you know, biased. But 
I think you're pretty fair. The only thing that's biased, I guess, is like your memes, but like that's. Oh my god! Like, I don't care. Yeah, um, I I actually um put out one today. It's like uh Nick Baker um when he got signed by the yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, they're pretty. Sometimes they're pretty cringy. I will um attest to that. Um, but again, I don't really care. Um, so, uh, you know, um. I think that's uh, about wrapping it up. Um, you know, Drew, thank you. Um, I really appreciate your time. Um, and for anyone who listened for this um, to this entire podcast, um, thank you all. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks, Drew, again. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, it was it was definitely awesome to have you on. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so that's about wrapping it up, guys. Um, we will catch you later in the next in the zone.